Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. The U.S. Supreme Court rules five to four that it's okay to pray in Jesus' name before government meetings. This is a big victory for our supporters who helped us send millions of petitions over seven years. We also interview Reverend Rob Shank who attended the case. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. I'm Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. You know, today you scored a big victory at the United States Supreme Court, reaching the pinnacle of seven years of hard work and prayer with our ministry, Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, and the Pray In Jesus Name Project, our sponsor who has helped send 4.5 million petitions to Congress over the last few years. And today, the US Supreme Court ruled five to four that it's okay for pastors to pray in Jesus Name at city council meetings. Five opinions were written among the nine justices in the case of Greece versus Galloway with three supporting opinions, two opposing, and Justice Kennedy wrote for the majority, joining, uh, joined by Roberts and Alito and Thomas and Scalia, and he ruled this. The town of Greece does not violate the First Amendment by opening its meetings with prayer that comports with our tradition and does not coerce participation by non-inheritance. In other words, anti-Jesus complainers they're not coerced or forced to pray in Jesus' name when the rest of us do that, it's okay. He also wrote this, to hold that invocations must be non-sectarian would force the legislators that sponsor prayers in the courts that are asked to decide these cases to act as supervisors and censors of religious speech. Thanks be to God, the government cannot censor your prayer. If the government opens the microphone, you must be allowed to use the word Jesus in your public prayers. I got involved in this case about six, seven years ago when I faxed the supervisor of Greece, New York, John Auberger, who hired the Christian lawyers as I advised him to do, who won this Supreme Court case, and that's a victory. Would you celebrate with me? Let's pray together from Colossians chapter three. Father in heaven, we worship you and we celebrate this victory. And whatever we do in word or deed, we do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When I come back, we're gonna have you Reverend Rob Shank, who was there in the room hearing the Supreme Court case. Discerning the spirits that rule our politicians, Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you care about defending religious liberty? I know you do. And that's why I'm asking you to take action today. Don't just sit there, but do something. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and sign a petition that we will fax to Congress on your behalf. In fact, there are three specific petitions I want you to sign to defend military chaplains who are under fire. The first is to support HR 343. This is a bill introduced in Congress by my friend, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina, to protect free speech for military chaplains who are sometimes punished if they use the word Jesus in their prayers. Well, if you know my story, you know that I was punished in 2006, uh, even at court martial, because I used the word Jesus in my prayers in uniform in front of the White House. Well, I was later vindicated by Congress who said it's okay for me to do that. But did you know 65 other chaplains are now suing the Navy? I was not the only person. 
Our second petition I want you to sign is to protect military chapel buildings, which are being desecrated. Christian altars, Catholic or Protestant, are being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies in all 50 states under this order by the Obama administration. Well, that deprives all of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines of a sacred worship space, which ought to be protected. And instead, they're gonna punish the chaplain if he won't turn over the keys to his chapel. Here's another petition I want you to sign, and this is to stop threatening court-martial for troops who talk about Jesus. Even recently, the Pentagon is saying, oh, we're gonna threaten you with a crime of proselytizing. No, that's not right. Any soldier ought to be able to talk about his or her faith in Jesus Christ and to have that same religious freedom of speech that we sacrifice to give for others. When you sign these petitions, we will fax them to Congress and it's free. I want you to take action today. Sign these three important petitions at PrayInJesusName.org. Go there today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back and thank you for watching PIJN News, Pray In Jesus Name News. And we are celebrating the Supreme Court victory, 5-4 decision in Greece versus Galloway. I'm joined now via Skype from my dear friend from Washington, D.C., Dr. Rob Schenk. Welcome, Rob. Nice to talk with you, chaps. Always good to connect. Thank you. Now, you are president of Faith and Action in our nation's capital. You live, I mean, your office is right across from the Supreme Court, and you attended the Supreme Court hearing, the oral arguments, I guess, back in October uh, or November of Greece versus Galloway. What did you see? Yeah, in fact, uh, what I saw in the argument stage, and if people aren't familiar with that, some people think of trials occurring at the Supreme Court. They don't. These are hearings, and there are only ever two, sometimes three, uh, attorneys, and they argue for uh, each of their positions. So uh, I watched uh, for uh, the one-hour argument, and uh, I would not have thought after that that we would have as strong a, an opinion as came out of this case, especially from Justice Kennedy. Now, I Justice just, Kennedy uh, is usually, he's usually the swing vote, like he voted against traditional marriage last year, so the uh, Christians can never really tell how he's gonna turn out. What were some of his questions from the bench, or why did you think he would not rule the way he did in favor of Christians? Uh, well, he, he, was, he was quite restrained, and he does try to keep a very neutral tone, you know, when, when he's in his uh, exchange with the lawyers. So uh, I just, maybe it's 20 years of observing the Supreme Court, and you're exactly right. I'm immediately across the street. In fact, as we're talking, I'm looking into the chambers of the Chief Justice of the United States. It's that close. And I've been going across the street to the court for 20 years now uh, and observing uh, these arguments. And maybe, you know, I've kind of prepped myself for disappointment. And of course, Justice Kennedy is at best unpredictable and he does swing uh, either way. So I just didn't hear anything that was convincing that he was going to go right on this one. I'm very happy that he did. And he has some very powerful language in doing it. So. This is uh, something of a delightful surprise, not, not shocking, 
but delightfully surprising. And I think it's a very strong decision that will have uh, far-reaching and positive consequences. I'm gonna read some of the dicta that Justice Kennedy wrote. And he said specifically that uh, it's okay to pray in Jesus' name, for, for example, by, by using these words. He said, to hold that invocations or prayers must be non-sectarian would force legislators that sponsor prayers and the courts that are asked to decide these cases to act as supervisors and censors of religious speech. Was this a case about free speech and whether or not a, a pastor, like Pastor Maduros, your friend, could pray in Jesus' name? Well, it's certainly that. I've argued that it's about uh, all, all of the three cardinal First Amendment liberties, which is freedom of speech, uh, freedom of assembly, and uh, of course, free exercise of religion. So this is a nice package, although theologically, I would argue that this was a case about the boundary lines between church and state, something you and I have talked about for years. In fact, uh, I, I might suggest that uh, Justice Kennedy borrowed some language from you and me, because I can remember saying some of the things he said in this opinion from many a podium, and, and you've said them too. And we needed some bright lines on the boundaries between the powers of the state and the powers of the church. I think Justice Kennedy got it just right here, as did those who concurred with him, uh, in, in saying the state has no business determining what is an acceptable prayer, what is an unacceptable prayer, how a prayer should be shaped, formed, how you, how you uh, uh, address the deity, all these things he handles. And, and he goes on to say that once the government invites prayer uh, into its uh, practices, onto its stage, it must allow that to proceed unfettered, without any restrictions on it. So this is absolute government acknowledgement that we have the freedom to pray to Jesus in the name of Jesus, in whatever shape or form our conscience dictates, that's a wonderful uh, affirmation. We, you and I might call it a keen sense of the obvious, but <laughs> hey, it's about- Absolutely, and I remember you joining me and standing in front of the White House on uh, 31 March 2006, when I was a chaplain in the Navy, they told me not to pray in Jesus' name. I have it on tape, they said, Non-sectarian prayers are the mandate. While I took a stand and you were there with me, thank you for supporting not just me, but so many other pastors over the years. Talk about Reverend Hashmel Turner and Pastor Medeiros from Greece, New York. Right, both of them, uh, I know both men, Pastor Medeiros of Greece, uh, New York, where this case originated out of. He was one of the pastors uh, that frequently offered these prayers at the town board or town council meetings, it's called both. And I've known uh, Pastor Medeiros for almost 30 years, very good man, humble, sweet, not at all a public activist, a very kind of retiring, quiet man, uh, but always felt he had the God-given constitutionally protected right to do this. He was shocked when it was shut down. Uh, now, of course, he's been vindicated. Hashmael Turner, similar, uh, in nearby Fredericksburg, New York, just a short drive from here, Virginia. where he was prohibited from offering prayers at his town council meeting in Jesus' name. Both have been vindicated now. Uh, both 
town councils were wrong, those, your, your authorities in the Navy were wrong. The Constitution has not always, always protected this, but, but the government was absolutely out of bounds when it issued any directives on prayer. The government has no authority when it comes to the content or nature of prayer. Finally, we have a Supreme Court that understands that. That's wonderful. We're gonna take a short break. When I come back, I'm gonna ask Reverend Rob Shank, Dr. Shank, about the dissent that came out of Justice Kagan and some of the arguments by the atheists against the government or against our right as pastors to pray in Jesus' name. We'll be right back after this short break. Making your voice heard in our nation's capital. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you care about defending religious liberty? I know you do. And that's why I'm asking you to take action today. Don't just sit there, but do something. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and sign a petition that we'll fax to Congress on your behalf. In fact, there are three specific petitions I want you to sign to defend military chaplains who are under fire. The first is to support H.R. 343. This is a bill introduced in Congress by my friend, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina, to protect free speech for military chaplains who are sometimes punished if they use the word Jesus in their prayers. Well, if you know my story, you know that I was punished in 2006, uh, even at court martial, because I used the word Jesus in my prayers in uniform in front of the White House. Well, I was later vindicated by Congress who said it's okay for me to do that. But did you know 65 other chaplains are now suing the Navy? I was not the only person. Our second petition I want you to sign is to protect military chapel buildings, which are being desecrated. Christian altars, Catholic or Protestant, are being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies in all 50 states under this order by the Obama administration. Well, that deprives all of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines of a sacred worship space, which ought to be protected. And instead, they're gonna punish the chaplain if he won't turn over the keys to his chapel. Here's another petition I want you to sign, and this is to stop threatening court-martial for troops who talk about Jesus. Even recently, the Pentagon is saying, oh, we're gonna threaten you with a crime of proselytizing. No, that's not right. Any soldier ought to be able to talk about his or her faith in Jesus Christ and to have that same religious freedom of speech that we sacrifice to give for others. When you sign these petitions, we will fax them to Congress and it's free. I want you to take action today. Sign these three important petitions at PrayInJesusName.org. Go there today. Welcome back. I'm joined again via Skype from Washington, D.C., just across from the U.S. Supreme Court by Dr. Rob Shank of Faith and Action in our nation's capital. Rob, would you tell us your website and talk about your organization? Sure, thank you. It's www.faithandaction, three words, faithandaction.org. And uh, we are America's only Christian missionary outreach to top elected and appointed officials here on Capitol Hill. We're located across the street from the Supreme Court, a block from the Capitol, 10 minutes from the White House. It's the strangest mission field on earth, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's right, and you're nonpartisan. I mean, you minister with and to and alongside Democrats and Republicans both. And I've been to your offices many times. You've helped me in a nonpartisan fashion. You've organized uh, press conferences. Uh, you do prayer outreach. In fact, 
Last couple of times that a Supreme Court justice has been appointed, you went in and anointed the chambers before the hearings and before they were sworn in. Talk about your ministry a little bit to uh, elected officials. Well, we have a private side, which is deeply uh, personal, pastoral in nature, much uh, like a chaplain would be, and you know a lot about that work. Uh, of course, we go to people in crisis, and uh, in case anyone didn't notice, there's a lot of people in high public office here who are in deep personal crisis, and we use that as an opportunity to minister to people. We've had the joy of leading many souls to Christ, helping them and getting them the care and nurture for their souls that they need. We don't talk a lot about that side of our work, but we do do a lot of public uh, events here in Washington. We do a Bible reading marathon, read through the Bible, start to finish out loud nonstop for four days, morning, noon, all through the night, leading up to the National Day of Prayer. We do National Day of Prayer events. In fact, the only National Day of Prayer observance held on the property of the Supreme Court itself, on the plaza of the court. We just did that. Uh, we have, uh, we do our, our uh, live nativity in front of the Supreme Court where we literally have live actors and exotic animals, including Junior the Camel, who always makes his appearance here. We always have a donkey there. I like to say it may not be the only time uh, that a uh, jackass appears in front of the court, but it is the only time a camel appears in front of the court. Anyway, so uh, a <laughs> little rough humor there, but anyway. Uh, we, do, uh, we start out the year with the largest prayer and preaching service held uh, in, uh, indoors uh, in the capital region, uh, the National Memorial for the Preborn and Their Mothers and Fathers, when we remember all the victims of abortion, pray for an end uh, to that scourge in our country and for a celebration of God's good gift of life. So we do a lot of things here, and you can find out all about it at faithandaction.org. Wonderful, and I pray that people will donate to that organization. They have a wonderful mailing list you can get on. Uh, Rob, you also have a twin brother, Paul, who is a Roman Catholic priest, and interestingly, you were raised in a Jewish family. Uh, talk about the diversity of your background. Sure, well, it's an important part of what we do here uh, because uh, our, our, uh, our call to unity is in Christ. We say if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says you are saved, you're part of the family of God. And we've built a coalition here of just about every tradition, label, creed within Christendom, uh, Catholics, Evangelical, Orthodox, Protestant. Paul and I were raised in a Jewish home, but with open-minded parents who said you'll make your own decisions, including when it comes to religion. We met the son of a Methodist uh, minister when we were in our teens, came to Christ in the Methodist church, were shaped and formed in an ecumenical prayer community that had every denomination imaginable, went to uh, a Pentecostal Bible college, uh, I went to a Lutheran seminary, he went to a Baptist seminary, he ended up a Catholic priest, I ended up uh, Protestant evangelical preachers, so we try to put it all together in one glorious package. And we even know people like you. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. And uh, I know you're a strong supporter of Israel, you're a strong supporter of the Ten Commandments and uh, the display, for example, by Judge Roy Moore, our friend from Alabama. Now, Justice Kagan, in her dissent that uh, pastors in Greece, New York should not pray in Jesus' name. Justice Kagan happens to be from a Jewish background and she wrote these words. Uh, Even in a partly legislative body, citizens should not confront government-sponsored worship 
that divides them along religious lines. And so her opinion was, the government ought to make everybody pray non-sectarian prayers. What does that word mean, non-sectarian, and why, what were some of the thoughts behind Justice Kagan? Well, actually, Justice Kennedy, in the majority opinion that he authored, raises the question, how do you accomplish that? Uh, you know, one person's non-sectarian is another person's sectarianism. So how do, you, how do you determine what is sectarian, what is non-sectarian? If you say, well, you can only address God as uh, the, the higher power, well, that sets you apart from me and how I address God as Heavenly Father or Lord of Heaven. Uh, it's, a, it's an impossible task that never can be achieved. And, and the only way to even falsely achieve it is to limit people's liberties and to limit their right of conscience. So in, in supposedly expanding their freedoms, the government actually ends up limiting freedom. And uh, I would argue, have argued, and I think Justice Kennedy agrees with me in this, that whenever the government dictates anything about religion, it is establishing itself as a religious authority. It's saying, well, you know, a prayer to the Heavenly Father in Jesus' name is an inappropriate way of praying. Well, the only authority that can determine that is a religious authority. So uh, it's self-defeating. So I would say that her reasoning is, in fact, is unreasonable. <laughs> it's not logical. It's impossible to achieve, and it actually ends up violating our First Amendment guaranteed constitutional uh, freedoms. So uh, I have to say, I heard, I heard that in her questioning on the day we sat in the courtroom, and I, I realized uh, this is going nowhere. The upside to it, and I guess I'm enough of an optimist to say there's always a silver lining in an otherwise very dark cloud, uh, she did say, as the other dissenters did, that uh, there is no need to eradicate prayer in public spaces or public exercises. So I'm going to say, well, at least, at least she got that far in her argument, but of course uh, she didn't prevail and she did not convince her colleagues, at least enough of them, to go with her. So in That's a right. way, uh, it's a moot point. So even the atheist complainers from Americans United were saying that prayer is okay as long as you just pray to God and don't say in Jesus' name. Thank God those arguments were defeated. We scored a 5-4 victory for the right to pray in Jesus' name at any city council meeting. Hopefully this will protect military chaplains, although that was not in the dicta. Uh, how is Congress and, for example, Congressman Walter Jones gonna do the next thing to protect military chaplains? Well, good question, and we're going to be asking that question of a lot of our members of Congress, as well as uh, military authorities. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be asking all of them, uh, in light of this clarification now, and that's what it is, it's, it's simply an affirmation of what we know has been true for a very long time, since at least the drafting of the First Amendment uh, and its passage in this country. So, you know, while, while 
certainly uh, Justice Kennedy and his colleagues deserve plaudits. At the same time, all they're doing is affirming the document that has been in place since we became a republic. And, uh, and now military authorities, Congress, and all the rest have to get in line and understand this has been the meaning of the text all along. Now let's start implementing policies and practices that reflect the highest law of our land, which is the Constitution of the United Amen. States. Amen, thank you for that, Rob. Our, uh, your website again? Faithandaction.org, three words, faithandaction.org. Find us on Facebook too. Thank you, Faith our guest has been Reverend Rob Shank, and thank you for your missionary service in our nation's capital. We'll be right back after this short break. This is PIJN News. Introducing FactsCongress.com. Do you care about politics, defending pro-life causes, traditional marriage, and religious freedom? At FactsCongress.com, you can create any petition to Congress, and we will convert your e-petition instantly to a real fax paper on your congressman's desk. And the best part? It's free. Want your voice heard by multiple congressmen? At FactsCongress.com, we can blast your petition to all 535 congressmen and senators instantly. And you don't even need a fax machine. Not only do we deliver your petitions instantly, but with our dashboard feature, you can quickly recruit friends on Facebook and Twitter to co-sign your petition. Do you care about a particular cause? You can build a virtual army of supporters at FactsCongress.com. Do you lead a church, faith-based organization, or PAC? We can even help you do fundraising. It's free. Just visit FactsCongress.com and try it out. Make a difference. Sign any petition today at FactsCongress.com. FactsCongress.com. Can I take a moment to ask you to donate today? There are such important battles that we're fighting and winning around the country to defend religious liberty. How much is the right to pray in Jesus' name worth to you? Well, to me, it was worth a 16-year career and a million-dollar pension, which I sacrificed to defend Jesus Christ. I'm asking you to call us today, toll-free at 866-Obey-God, and make a donation. How much would you pay to defend religious liberty? Would you give $10 or $20 or $100? I bet there's some people who are watching who can even give $1,000 today just to help us stay on the air, to broadcast this into people's homes, to organize these petition drives, and especially, we spend thousands of dollars organizing rallies around the country and petitioning legislators. Please call us today at 866-Obey-God and give the best pledge that you can give to defend religious liberty and take a stand for Jesus Christ. We can't do it without you. Please donate today. Thank you to all of our supporters over these many years since 2006 when I stood up for the right to pray in Jesus' name and I prayed in uniform in front of the White House and the U.S. Navy, and I was punished for defending the Second Amendment, but then I was indicated by Congress your guns. you took a stand. Democrat Senator Americans petitioned Congress actually believes that stickers on windows and gun-free zones are gonna make your lifesaver. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all We also know that Lord Jesus, thanks to God and the Father by magazines with bullets and is trying to ban both of those to pray in Jesus' name at city council meetings. But, God bless you. The we'll Colorado sheriffs believe this is unconstitutional. And not only that, it's unsafe. 
A recent Harvard study shows Chaplain that more guns is a actually result in less murders and less violence. And look University. at what happened in England. As a former Navy violence there soared after they banned guns, freedom of speech, but here in America, violence dropped by 30% by sacrificing his own 16-year career and why, why is the government the only ones allowed to have billions of rounds of ammunition? And I think we should defend your constitutional rights. Sign a petition today at PrayInJesusName.org. Petitions have helped change the law in 10 states, restoring freedom to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.